Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast and I am very, very excited, as I seem to be with every episode that I record, to have uh, Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Corodas and wellness addict. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> thanks for having me, Daniel. How are you? Yeah, my pleasure, man. Yeah, I'm great. I'm doing really well. Uh, again, thanks a million for your time. Um, as with every episode we have, uh, we talk about, you know, what people do to increase their own wellness and the whole idea behind setting up this podcast as all the listeners know is that somebody somewhere across the world i mean we have a lot of listeners in canada the states the uk in ireland as well somebody will listen to whatever we talk about over the next hour and will kind of say oh i haven't tried that or god i never even thought about it in that way so uh that's kind of the reason why i set up the podcast that i've got loads of feedback so far already cool and i know that when i did say that i interrupted your breakfast uh, last <laughs> thursday to tell you about the podcast that you were coming on i know that a lot of people will be interested on your take on what wellness is so yeah can we start off with the most important question of all sure which is what does wellness mean to you danny yeah, it's funny when you when you said it to me, I was like, God, that's very broad, isn't it? Because it does seem to encompass a lot of things, I suppose. For di- and as you said yourself, you know, everyone has a different answer probably to that question, you know. And I think for me, it's 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 health of of not just the body. It just encompasses everything. It's it's health of the mind. It's health of the spirit. It's health of the mind and yeah, emotions. Yeah, everything. You know. And just general awareness as well of all these things is all part of it as well. So it's a, it's a tough one to pin down. We could probably be here for an hour just yeah. trying to dissect it. But uh, I suppose, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I would think like the thing that, that jumps out to me when I say, well, when you say, if someone says wellness, I would say it's your mental well-being, your, your spiritual well-being, just your sort of comfort in your own skin, all these sort of things and then i suppose physical health w- w- would be a part of it as well i'd, I'd say yeah and that, that's how i got into it first of mm. all you know i i kind of lost a good bit of weight over the last couple of years through heavy lifting as people on my page will know and i kind of branched out into maybe addressing my uh, nutrition as well i mean you wouldn't think that with the uh, <laughs> the uh, chocolate eclairs <laughs> that i have on offer for it's just <laughs> about to open i'm sure you'll be able to hear it clearly <laughs> in the microphone but yeah that's how i kind of got into the whole idea of oh god i actually am in control of what i do on a day-to-day basis mm. and it was very overwhelming at the start because i had quite a bit of weight to lose you know what i mean and um but yeah i just kept at it one day at a time doing something small every day and it's kind of grown into this monster where i'm down in ben dunn in carlisle absolutely beasted myself out <laughs> of it every day um i'm nowhere near the finished product but the whole point about the journey that i'm on is there is no end goal absolutely it's about there's the no journey f- the journey yeah, is the thing yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. cool there's no end product so what something you said in your definition of your idea of what wellness is today is you said the word awareness okay now i picked up on that because in episode 12 i spoke to a lady from canada amber mickelson and she works with a lot of women who again have come to a point in life where they do want to change and they need community around them to help them change because they may not have a lot of people in their lives who support them Mm. so isn't the internet amazing to access that type of thing you know so we spoke a lot about awareness in episode 12 so it's a really nice kind of segue into your episode 13 today and we spoke a lot about the fact that awareness is not something that just happens to you it's something that you actually have to seek yeah would you agree with that yeah definitely definitely and i think to me as i said that's definitely you know it, it it encompasses in 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 the whole thing you know you need it's not just doing things that make you feel better it, it's being aware of your body and 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 the reason behind okay you know as you said like you got stuck into the train and you knew yeah. the journey is part of it and you know feeling better every day and you're not looking to get into an end goal and then everything will be perfect yeah it's all being aware of okay this is you know this is life that i'm on here and and just i think for me in the last couple of years things have changed a bit and and i and that awareness has only sort of come to fruition for me personally in the last couple of years whether it's whether it's mental health or physical health or you know spirituality or whatever i think only in the last couple of years you know I'm, i'm 31 now and as i said yeah probably since my late 20s that things have sort of just changed in perspective and 
what's really important to me the likes of you know family i suppose is 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 probably the most essential thing for me you know and 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 just as i say things have gone in perspective and i've had that awareness of what is really important and what is best for me to get the most out of life i suppose without getting too deep you know yeah and would you argue i mean you just mentioned that you just turned 31 did you yeah, in March, yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Three, four months, four months ago. late, but what are you going to do? <laughs> just turned 35 a couple of weeks ago myself. Oh, cool. Happy birthday. Happy days, yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it is that kind of thing where I think we get swept away with life in our 20s, definitely. And I think a lot of people who will be listening to this podcast would be in their 30s, 40s, 50s demographic, you know? And it's um, funny because when you're in your 20s, and you probably hear people in their 30s talking about that, you're going, aye, that's a midlife crisis. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> 20s is a great crack. Like, don't be worrying about any of that stuff. Yeah. But it's funny, I think you nearly need to go through that that sort of meandering, you know, wandering of your 20s to yeah. sort of appreciate it a bit more. Yeah, I don't know if you ever read the uh, the story about the quarter-life crisis, did you? No. Oh, it's gas. I highly recommend it. All the listeners who are listening in today to this episode of the Danielle Wellness Project podcast with Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Coronas, you got to check out the quarter-life crisis because okay. we all know the cliche of the, the guy in the Lamborghini mm. who has a midlife crisis. Great if you can afford it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, the, I think the quarter-life crisis hit me hard because I read it when I was 25, 24. And that was the point at which I kind of started thinking a bit deeper. And I, st- I studied to be a social care worker. And right, yeah, yeah. I now work for... I've been working with homeless families with Focus Ireland for the last nearly 10 years. Cool. So I kind of came to it a bit earlier than my 30s. Yeah. And I'm kind of well-placed now to have a podcast about wellness because I've been studying it for so long, Mm. you know? So in previous episodes, Danny, we spoke about, like, obviously I asked everybody what their idea of wellness was. And I just Did wrote, I pass that the question? Oh well, it's so <laughs> subjective. Yeah, you gotta. You, I'm just giving up a gold star here, guys. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it. What I have written down is the general themes of what has come out over the twelve and now thirteen mm. episodes of the podcast. And community was the biggest theme. Really? Yeah. You know, like you said, family is very important to you now. It probably always was important to you, but mm. it's super important, especially for me in my thirties as well. Mm. It would be super important. It's nearly like we're all friends now. As opposed to having that kind of, you know, oh, there's me ma, there's me dad, yeah. <laughs> you know, and fighting with the sisters. And my, my older brother had two kids as well, so there's a new generation, they're the first grandchildren, it's a new generation, a new sort of common love that we all yeah. have, and even if we're not getting on well with each other, we have these two little girls in common that we all love, and we're all, oh, look yeah. at them now, you know, even if yeah. there's a bit of tension between anyone in the family, it's like, we all have, you know, these two grandkids, or my nieces now. And that, you, that you have brilliant. two nieces, do you? Yeah, that's what it is. My brother's That's, incre- kids, that's yeah. incredible parallel with what's going on for me at the moment really, as well yeah. because um, you just met my beautiful fiancée, mm. Tara, and we spent uh, just a couple of hours yesterday with my two nephews who right. are also the first grandkids. Yeah. And that's a really good point because they are absolutely bonding us all in a different exactly, way. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, isn't it, how it develops the relationship, you know? And it's, yeah. It puts p- things in perspective a bit more and... Yeah, it's it, it's great to have have that new generation around, and as you say, it's totally brought us closer together in the family, and and like that, as you were saying in the question, we, I was always really close to my family. We were very close yeah. in the family, always gone really well, mm-hmm. but only as I said in the last couple of years, we're talking about this awareness coming into to play that I really realized at the end of the day, that's really the only thing that matters, you yeah. know, you know, and as long. As you have that support group, you know how important it is to everything Absolutely. else, you know. And I would, like a lot of people who will be listening to the podcast as well, come from, well, they have had experiences where they may not have had the family life that me and you were so blessed Absolutely to have. Absolutely blessed, up, yeah. Growing up, growing up in Dublin and I was in Kildare in my later teens. Um, so what I would encourage you guys to do is, like we spoke about with Amber in episode 12, Get online, talk to me on Dan Kiel Wellness Project, talk to Amber, talk to Stephen Obar, talk to anybody who has been a guest on this podcast. And we can point you in the direction of a group of similar minded people. Yeah. Because that's really what community is all about, isn't it? People who want to build each other up. Yeah. And that's kind of really why I wanted to do this podcast as well in the first place, because I mentioned that I work with families who are experiencing homelessness and, you know, all I see in that in my job is people being bet down by the system but also being 
beaten down emotionally by people in their lives you know mm. um and as you, you know we, we're similar age we grew up in ireland mm. we, we're not necessarily the best builder uppers of each other you yeah, know? yeah 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 it's not so it's i not wanted really to have a typical no, irish thing yeah i wanted to have a positive impact on that and mm. um so that's why i'm so utterly grateful that you decided to come on today because no problem at all, i man. think it's important that yeah. we get the dialogue going totally yeah you know what I, mean? and I, I totally agree and i think there has been a bit of a shift in the last few years you know i think you're coming along at a good time you know maybe if you had started this podcast 10 years ago mm. it might have been harder to break through to people yeah. Yeah. but i think the last few years it, it this sort of thing is being embraced you know and yes. people are realizing its importance yeah. you know and even you asking me to do this show last week i'd say if you asked me three years ago i had been like nah well it's not nah, 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 that's not my thing you know that sort of way but yeah, oh, well, actually, I'll interrupt you there. Your lyrics beg to differ. We'll, we'll, come, we'll, we'll come on to that in part two. <laughs> okay, no, that doesn't scare me. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think it is very important. And, and as you say, the community, having people around you is important. And, and like that, what I was saying with family, I think these days, putting people around you, like-minded people, as you say, and, yeah. and people that inspire you and people that you, you have things in common with and building each other up is so important. And that's... You know, I was actually just talking to my sister about it last night, funnily enough, we were driving somewhere and she was talking about being out and, and sort of a lot of people that she didn't really know and, and trying to sort of people please like and yeah. I sort of said, Yeah, God, in the last couple of years I've sort of just gotten over that a bit. Like I just mm. I don't I just want to surround myself with people that I like and that yeah. people that I've I'm like minded with and, and, and you know, and make me feel good as opposed to putting myself in a situation where I need to impress people and I need to, you know Yeah you know drink in a certain situation or whatever it might be like and try and pretend like i'm loads of fun if i'm not feeling great you know yeah, sort of way. i completely understand yeah. that dynamic yeah so it's yeah. it's funny as i said you got you got me at a good time so that's it's, cool you know, man so that's I, cool. I do though think that these things sometimes are meant to be you know and you asked me last week and i was like sure sounds good straight away i couldn't believe it i was just like I'm just going to order another burrito to celebrate <laughs> the breakfast burrito from yeah. our local coffee place. We ought to give a shout out to our local Absolutely, coffee place. Absolutely, the brick Those guys are amazing <laughs> in there, right? Yeah, and that yeah. breakfast burrito is incredible. Oh God, guys, you got to check it out. <laughs> yeah, so did you and your sister come to any conclusions then? Like, is, is she kind of transitioning into where you are at now? I like, think was so. Was she kind of saying... Yeah, I, I'd say so. I, I, Roisin would be a great person for you to interview too. She, she's a singer too, and she's a very successful singer. And she's and, an amazing mm, singer. Yeah, amazing and she's singer. a great songwriter. And yeah, I think, she. I think when I said it, she was a bit like, "Oh yeah, that's good." I think she's at a different stage in her career now as well, where she's coming up through the ranks in 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 the singer songwriter yeah. scene in in Dublin, and I think maybe she feels like she would need to you know be places and meet people and and sort of and I, I do understand that that is a certain part of it and we did it for a long time but mm. i think i've definitely had a more happier place now where i'm just a bit like you know even with the new radio thing that i'm doing i'm a bit like you know if people don't like it they don't like it or if i'm not great i'm not great i'm not i wouldn't be letting myself get too anxious oh, about you I know love that man yeah i love that <laughs> you know is that not so empowering for you it is, yeah, but don't get me wrong. I still would have a little bit of listening back to it, as we were saying when I came in, and yeah. and trying to find oh, things I need to improve on and stuff, and that's good. And it'll be a little bit like, oh, it could be better, it could be better. But in in general, I think I've definitely grown out of that sort of yeah. And it is empowering. I think when you get to a certain stage, you just go, you know what? I don't really care. Like yeah. people like it, people like it. You know, it's the same with the band. We were always like that all the way through. You know, yeah. I mean, Corona's music would definitely divide opinion like i'm not sure if, if if your audience knows of us but we're pop rock you know and we we'd get radio play here in ireland and you know we'd have some seriously loyal followers who, yeah. who would come with us and then we'd have some people who, who wouldn't who wouldn't be our cup of tea you know mm. and, and and that's fine i think that sort of gave us a hard skin from early on like so mm. you know we we're a bit like marmite people liked us or didn't you know and uh so th i think that sort of helped me out as well in that it wasn't you know it, it, it was easier earlier on to, to you know separate ourselves yeah. and go you know some people's gonna like it some people aren't yeah know? so you got like a serious crash course from a very young age i mean how long are the chronos going now well we probably released our first album when we were 21 so yeah, yeah so 10, 10, years. 10 years yeah so this is your 10th anniversary year yeah, actually, next year will be your tenth anniversary. So oh, okay. nine years, yeah. So yeah, because two thousand seven. Yeah. My for the, just to let the listeners know, um, I, I thought it w I would have mentioned this already, but the Coronas have been one of my absolute favorite bands for ten years, and I went when I I mentioned I started studying uh, social care in order to work mm. with 
people who are vulnerable in whatever area. I ended up working with families who are homeless, which has been unbelievably rewarding. But the first month of my social care course, I was down in Carlo. And I was in um, the Foundry. The Foundry, yeah. The Towers, actually. And it was me and 20 other people dancing our arses off to the San Diego song. (laughs) Yeah. That's brilliant. It's an amazing memory because it was my, I think it was Rag Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of my first year in social care. So, like, you were saying that some things come along for reasons. I think it's beautifully serendipitous that I Mm. bumped into you on Thursday. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? And particularly for you to be in a place where you were open to that type of thing. Mm. And I got to agree with you, um, especially, and just by the way, guys, um, Danny's uh, radio show is called A Different Side, and it's on every Sunday for the next six Sundays? Yeah. From 4 p.m. to 6 p.m.? 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. for the summer, yeah. So you can get it on, on Listen Back until AFM. Yeah. We've had some amazing guests. Yeah. I did a brilliant episode that's that I pre-recorded a couple of them, but Sunday week... I interviewed Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones. Are you oh, a Game no of Thrones way. fan? I'm a massive Game yeah, of Thrones so fan. So he's Sir Davos. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's right. Uh, I actually, would you believe it, Danny? I bumped into him at my cousin's stag two weeks ago. No way. In Shelburne Park. Well, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and he had to run away from everybody looking for photos. Of course, from. yeah. Oh. It, it, was fun, it was funny interviewing him. He's such a lovely guy. But he, So basically, I get different guests on and they talk about different... Their, their different favourite music, you yeah. know, and, and but he had some great choices, like totally different genres. You know the way people no say... No spoilers. No, I won't give it away, but like, <laughs> you know the way people say, oh, I like a bit of everything. Yeah. But he literally had every genre. Oh, yeah. He had opera, folk, jazz, yeah. everything. And he spoke so well about them all. He was a brilliant guest. But yeah. uh, no, I'm really enjoying it. It's something different, you know, um, <laughs> for me. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's magic. It, it's cool that we bumped into each other last Thursday. And yeah. the main reason, uh, this is a good one, <laughs> flattery will get you everywhere because you opened up the conversation with I love your radio show. And I was like, whatever this guy wants, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell the listeners what I said to you. Oh, it was uh, Lisa Hannigan was on. You're oh, like, yeah. no, Amy Hill. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of cowered away and went, oh, yeah, that must have been a different show. But anyway, I love your show. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's Amy's it. great, isn't she? She's she was great on it, yeah. A great guest. She, from loves, her, she loves her music. Yeah, well. she does, yeah. Ah, she's a great talker. Yeah, she's brilliant fun, yeah. So I'd like to go back to uh, Sorry, just yeah. what we were talking about. Um, Off the tangent there. No, man, I mean, I'm the tangent king, so I think we're two peas in a tangent <laughs> yeah. to the pod at the moment. But um, I'd love to go back to what we were saying about, you know, because we're in our 30s, we grew up in Dublin and Ireland, mm. and I brought up the point of we're not very good at kind of championing our own strengths. Yeah. We're definitely not good at championing championing other people's strengths mm. so that's why i think it's so important that me and you're sitting here having this conversation it's important why i'm talking to all loads of other people and i just want to give a shout out to two people who um well one of which has signed up to the podcast who is niall breslin cool um Brezzy's he legend, has yeah. done unbelievable work mm. for people in ireland particularly males would you agree mm, yeah who are suffering from anxiety from yeah. serious mental health issues and man <clears throat> The way he did that was just by talking. Talking, yeah. Just by talking. Yeah, yeah. So what I want to say is to the listeners, if you are feeling shit, if you are feeling down, no matter where you are in the world, send me a message, man. Talk to me. Talk to somebody. Talk to someone you love. Talk to somebody who, like we were saying earlier, is like-minded. And do what Brezzy did. Mm. I think we should all do what Brezzy does. Absolutely. Just open up. Actually, what Brezzy did as well was wrote a book about it. Mm. And, and I find writing in general, I mean, you don't, not everyone wants to sit down and write an entire book, you know, mm. but writing anything, writing little bits down. And uh, for me, it was music being creative whenever I was down. I'd r- try and write a bit of music and yeah. oftentimes it was terrible and never saw the light of day, but it was still cathartic, you know, and, and yeah. still, you know, like therapy for me and right. r- writing bits down, even if it was just little bits of lines and stuff. Oftentimes I'd look back at my notes on my phone, you know, the eye notes. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And I'd see a line that was like, well, that was crazy. But at the time, yeah. it, it, it made me feel better. And, you know, yeah. I think writing feelings, writing things down, getting any emotions out, as you say, whether it's reaching out to someone and talking is it, 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 it's so essential. Yeah, and I mean, I completely agree. Like, I, I'm a trainer, sorry, I'm a counsellor and psychotherapist in training at the moment. Mm. So I've just completed year one in DBS um, and I'm going into year two in September. But the biggest thing that I took from it has been the impact of journaling. Mm. We had to keep a stress diary so that we could identify what our triggers were for stress. Mm. Seems fairly standard. 
It wasn't sustained at all. It was so hard at the start, mm. you know. So you're literally watching out for where the stress is hitting you in your body. Yeah. You're writing down what is the event that happened, where am I feeling it in my body, and most importantly, what is the thing that I'm going to do now to try and get myself out of the stress. So yeah. it's either deep breathing, meditation. Whatever, yeah. But what I've really, really started enjoying is the actual written word. Yeah. Because so once you write down the page, it's there and you can see it and you can sort of, you know, it's separate to where, wherever it's floating around in your head and, and, and yeah. it's out there and it's like visible, tangible, mm. you know, and it doesn't seem as big a deal. It's like, okay, that's something. And, you know, yeah. there it is. Like, and it, it's sort of, it's much easier to deal with it when you can see it and read it and it comes out of it, you know. And you can actually can't you park it and come back to exactly. it exactly well? yeah 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 of course yeah and there's been a lot of research actually over the past few years about the impact of actually the written word as opposed to the typed word because we're also you know yeah mobile crazy i'm a freak for mobiles you know from mm. from iphone and you mentioned inotes mm. all of my life is in my inotes mm. so don't steal my phone guys <laughs> but um yeah my uh the guy because i have to do therapy within my course you have to do weekly therapy if you want to become a therapist so yeah sean had been banging on to me weekly put that fucking phone away and he was telling me about all this research that had been gone into actually the viscerality of writing stuff down like mm. you were just describing there mm. it's nearly like it has been transported out of you and that impact of the pen on the paper yeah has an actual impact they'd studied it has an impact on the brain yeah yeah, yeah. You know, i totally see that connection there yeah well i totally see that and even when i'm doing lyrics for example i would scribble some, some stuff down in my eye phone but in the notes but it's only when i actually okay. transfer that to paper that i see it and i see it written down and it starts to become a song then whatever's okay. in the eye notes is just notes even okay. if it's all lines and it's perfectly rhyming and it's perfectly you know yeah laid out it's only when it gets down the paper that it feels like that's a piece of work like you see know, that's, that's a really something. good tip i think mm -hmm. and probably something that i'm going to take out of my own podcast which is <laughs> yeah. brilliant i that's get good. i even get a life advice out of my own podcast because Whilst I have started the written word, I haven't done it, like, I haven't got a proper procedure for doing it, like, all of the time. So, mm. at the end of each day, what I'm going to start doing is look at my notes mm. and the stuff that I want to take out of that and make that, you know, brain connection. I'm going to mm. start writing them down every night. So, thanks, dude. <laughs> you should start your own wellness podcast. I should. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, it's funny, like, because I, uh, I, I, I was telling you earlier on that I'm living with a good friend of mine, Kev McManaman, who's a Dublin footballer, and he started this mental health charity called warriors the light so i'd have many chats with him similarly natural chats the way we're chatting now and yeah. i want to actually plug his his charity as i say yeah, it's called give it, give, give it them again yeah warriors of the light and uh it's, it's brilliant it's, it's about compassion it's not it's as you say it's about communication it's not really about you know trying to solve people's issues or you know it's just about an open form of compassion and if, if you reaching out to people that you think might be not feeling well and just listening to them you know and and he oh. does some amazing work you know he's brilliant so you can check him out warriors of the light is is his, is his charity you can check I'm him definitely out gonna check him out yeah, because you know what i think is really beautiful about particularly about dublin and, and ireland there are so many people kind of as you said it's a good time to be doing this yeah. because down to brezzy and down to the rubber bandits mm. and down to lots of people who have a high enough profile and have that reach to people, mm. like people are start thinking like myself, oh yeah, I can do something that's relevant now. I can do something that somebody might listen to and say, God, I'm really glad I listened to that. Yeah. I'm really glad he asked that question. What do you mean it's okay to be me? Yeah. That's so powerful. You know what I mean? I want everybody who's listening here, you know, if you are struggling, I just want you to know it's okay to be you. And no matter how bad you're feeling now, it's okay. I would encourage you to express it. Send me a message on Facebook, Dan Kill Wellness Project. If you want to send me an email, it's dankillwellnessproject at gmail.com. Um, or if you have people in your life, I know I've been banging on about this already quite a bit, Danny, but it is important, isn't it, that Absolutely. to encourage people, firstly, to let them know that whatever way they are today, yeah. on this beautiful Bank Holiday Monday morning is okay. Absolutely, 100%. And do you, have you got a lot of people emailing you then? Yeah, you flat good out? few. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good few, good few. And I've got, I've got uh, about 1,600 people on my Facebook page cool. because I, I um, blog every day yeah. after I come out of Bend on Gym about yeah. what I did in the gym. But I, I try to balance it with the mental impact of the exercise on my right, yeah. mental process. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the impact of the physical exercise on, on my mental. mental. Yeah, yeah. And that has been the, the kind of, the, the kind of, 
nucleus of mm. my whole approach mm. i started off being a an ambassador for weight loss rebels so they mm. were the people who taught me how to lift weights really mm. and taught me that you know you can do this every day and it will change your life mm. and then i kind of had the idea of the wellness project wanted to start the podcast so i changed the page name to the wellness project yeah. and ever since i did that yeah i'm flooded with, with just requests and emails and yeah the well, one thing that, to you. it's a brilliant thanks, idea yeah thanks so much yeah. do you get a lot out of, it, out of giving then feedback back i mean it is obviously the, you don't have all the answers but you're there to just listen and stuff so no but as you said about kevin's project mm. it's not about solving mm. anything and my work is not about solving problems for homeless families. It's about working in partnership mm. with people. Let them know that everything is okay, no matter what they're going through. And let them know that you're not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's such an empowering thing, particularly yeah. for people. Like if, if someone is reaching out to me, a stranger over the internet, chances are they don't have that person in their life. Yeah. So the important message that I want to give back to that person is, I'm not going anywhere. I respect so much the fact that you've reached out. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. And we'll Absolutely. work in partnership. If you do want a bit of advice, obviously yeah. I, I'm not going to say, I don't give advice. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. <laughs> like a robot. Well, but. it's about, it's not even about giving, it's about helping people find the tools to deal with it, I suppose, to deal yeah. with their own issues because everyone's issues are different. Sure. And you want to just help them find the tools. You know, this worked for me. You could try this or I've heard that this right. is good. Uh, or as you say, speaking yeah. to someone, reaching out to family or people that you trust, and yeah. But I think that's one thing that Kev does as well. That he he tries to help people with the tools to deal with things themselves, and, yeah. and like you say, reaching out to people is, is is a key. Oh, so, it's key. Yeah. And I mean, my whole approach in life and in work is a strengths based perspective. Mm. So I mean, I a part of the skills that I learn. Well, I've been doing it for 10 years, but part of the skills that I'm becoming an expert at in my college course in um, counseling psychotherapy is, you know, being an active listener. Yeah. You're not just passive, it's active. You've got to listen for keywords, listen for themes within someone, what people are saying, but you're actually listening, mm. you know. So that would be the kind of thing that I would do. Mm. Obviously, most of it would be typed through Facebook and that. But mm. um, when I'm doing my work and when I'm doing my training, mm. It's very much something that I'm building up over time. So. And what about the um, the interview is turning around here. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, um, like but I found that physical exercise has, has had a serious effect on my mental well-being. Okay, can I pause you there for yeah. a second? Because that was my next question. Okay, cool, perfect. So, Danny, uh, yeah. have you had any uh, positive effects of physical exercise on your mental? <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Like, you know, with me, I mean, I always played a little bit of sport, I played a lot of sport growing up actually when I when I was 18 I was on the Dublin under 18 panel the minor Dublin we we got to an All-Ireland final and I was big into Gaelic football growing up I played soccer and rugby as well yeah. but then as the band sort of took over in the early 20s I would have been doing a lot less sports a lot didn't really go to the gym or anything like that but it's only in the last few years I've gotten much more back into it and again I feel you know it's it's that instant sort of I feel better after doing exercise yeah. like it's not just physically it's mentally better you know it's, it's a holistic it, thing it, it is it's, it's incredible and and whether it's just a, sh a short little run or whatever if it's a hard workout or playing a football match or whatever mm. it is I found it so essential now yeah. to me like you know if ever if I go a week without doing some exercise mm. I'll be like I'll be sort of like okay I need to do something you know because yeah. I know how important it is to me personally so what would be your go-to exercise? You mentioned running, football. Yeah, well, I, I, I still, I'm back playing Gaelic football now in Dublin and wow. it's not a really high level, but it's great fun. Like, you know, we're playing playing for Temple Oak Sing Street, my, my local club. My dad is my manager, so <laughs> my brother's on the team. So it's a nice family, you know, family sort of experience. Family affair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I would go to the gym. Now, when I go to the gym, I don't, I wouldn't be, lifting the same weights as you now Daniel but uh, <laughs> you know I'd be doing sort of cardio circuits and yeah. go for a swim like now I might play a bit of soccer five aside as well mm. like even getting out playing golf like which I do sometimes as well I'm a terrible golfer yeah. but it's that little amen out, brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's getting out and, and, and being out on course for the couple of hours yeah. it's, it's, it's like meditation you know but yeah. so I find physical exercise is, is very essential to me like, yeah and we're back to the awareness mm. do you know what I mean like you mentioned that it's only in the past couple of years that you're becoming aware of this yeah. now obviously you couldn't train as much when you were touring so much and you yeah. know you were all over the world weren't you with the band yeah of course yeah, yeah like still yeah. are but um it's interesting parallel between what you said about it's only in the past couple of years that you're coming to this time in your life where 
you're not giving a shit as much about what other people think. Yeah. You're doing things. You're surrounding yourself with people who you really want in your life. Mm. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence, personally. Yeah, you've exactly. Got back, yeah. You've started to become aware of what you need in your life, one of which, with the things you need in your life, one of which is exercise. Absolutely, yeah, 100%. That's amazing, man. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. And what's your approach on nutrition, then? Are you are you big on... Yeah, well, I mean, you saw me have a chocolate biscuit there. Oh, yeah, but balance. Yeah, balance. Balance is right, yeah. yeah. No... I think I'm 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 reasonably healthy. Like uh, you know, um, would you would you view it as an important part of your wellness? Yeah, life? yeah, definitely. Like I mean, again, when we would have been on the road in the past, t- touring, we would have eaten whatever was put in front of us. You know. Yeah, I heard it's just blue M and M's now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they have to be split up or else to be war. Yeah, but. Uh, so yeah, it, back back in the day, and when we've been touring, we eat whatever, and now we definitely be a bit more let's not go for the, yeah. you know, let's not go for the McDonald's today. Let's like, you know, <laughs> let's try and get something. And again, it's a personal choice. It's not, and it's not a, it's not a case of being healthy out of looks wise or anything like that. It's, it's, it's just, again, mental and it's yeah. everything you're putting into your body, you know, yeah. it, it has such a difference. And, and, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be something that we would talk about as a band going, no, but it was just like, I don't feel like McDonald's lads. Let's not get another fucking late night chip or whatever it is. <laughs> You, you know, never know, after doing this podcast, you might start chatting to the lads about, well, look, me and Dan were chatting about Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> well, I would definitely suggest they listen to it anyway. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that I think, yeah. again, you just you go through phases in your life. Maybe when we were in, in the 20, in our 20, mid-20s, we would have been a bit yeah. eating a lot more unhealthily. And as I said, it's sort of a personal choice now. We'd be a bit more, you know, yeah. just watching what we eat a bit more. But not out of a dieting situation, no. as I say. It's not about really worrying about putting on weight as much as just oh, that doesn't, yeah exactly that doesn't yeah. make me I know I feel a bit shit after yeah. I eat that so I'm yeah. just going to eat something you know yeah but so it, with, without being too I find personally like I can sort of eat what I want you know you have biscuits here and as you say the balance I can sort of within a certain extent eat what I want as long as I'm doing a bit of exercise and that's the balance yeah. I have you know yeah. whereas if I wasn't doing exercise I would have to really look at my diet otherwise I'd be I'd feel like I'd be putting on weight like you know so. and just feel lethargic and yeah exactly probably a bit depressed maybe yeah definitely there's definitely mm-hmm. been the periods where you know you're not eating well you're not feeling yeah. well drinking too much as well alcohol oh, comes yeah. into it for me like and yeah. even in the last couple of, couple of years the, that has you know gone yeah. down the, the, yeah. the average intake of Oh, he says opening a beer. No, it's a bottle of water. <laughs> it's a bottle of water. Yeah, um, I can confirm it's Ballygowan. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, that would always come yeah. into come into it for me as well. And and even that has been a, my attitude in drinking has actually changed in the last couple of years as well. Oh, yeah, go yeah. on, say a bit more about that then. Well, I think again, I mean, you know, you mentioned the, the song that you were dancing around to in in Carlo, like we sleep all day and we drink all night. Yeah, and that that was that was the mindset we were at when we wrote the song. It wasn't fake, like you know, I wrote that when I was in San Diego and we were stu- living the student lifestyle and having a great time and not ashamed to say it. And I think yeah. that's why it connected with a lot of people back then because a lot of people could relate to it and go, you know what? Yeah, we haven't got a care in the world. We're in our early twenties. Yeah, but that song is still a banger, man. Yeah, absolutely, and I still sing it with full enthusiasm now, even though I don't <laughs> sleep all day. But I still totally buy it and I remember of how important it was to me at the time and, and the, you know yeah. the impact as I said it's sort of just one of those accidental things where it connects to people like you know mm. but um, now I think I think my relationship with alcohol has definitely changed like you know whereas again the the whole rock and roll you know whatever, for one for a better yeah. word the rock and roll yeah. lifestyle in the 20s would have been you know, boozing before gigs, boozing after gigs, and deadly. It, yeah, it was good fun at the time, <laughs> but it just it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really for. Well, what know, do you sustainable, say? How's Ronnie Wood still doing it? I've no idea. Like, I literally have no idea. Then again, everyone is different. Like you know, it, you know, Ronnie Wood, probably, you know, he he drinks so, so much, but maybe he's not like an alcoholic but then there could be someone who drinks a lot less who is an alcoholic yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's about how it affects your relationships exactly and you know maybe he, he, he's just gotten used to it and you know he's got a tolerance and that's that you know but uh, you know, I just found personally as I sort of got up my, I got a little bit older my relationship with alcohol sort of slightly changed and I sort of want to get less thing, different things out of it now you know now I'd enjoy a few glasses of wine a couple of beers yeah 
and like you know it's a social thing for yeah you. and if someone's suggesting Jägermeisters I'm like alright why like you know yeah. why, why do we need that extra yeah. kick there's right like three now? people in the bar yeah exactly and you know it's still only early it's not like we really need to yeah. get drunk really quickly it's just little thoughts like yeah. that would come to my mind not that I wouldn't enjoy the odd Jägermeister now of course I would like you know but again as I said it's just I think your, your mindset changes as, yeah. you, as you get slightly yeah. older so we are we're just halfway through your episode of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast, Danny O'Reilly, frontman of the Coronas. I was really conscious that I didn't just want to talk about Coronas for an hour because that's all your interviews are about. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to ask you what it was like growing up in a household full of instruments. I didn't want to ask you who your musical influences are because whilst I do care about that kind of stuff, this is important stuff that we're talking about. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Having said that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to ask you those, but no, having said that, I do, want, I do want to talk, and what we've talked about so far, Danny, is community, mm. the impact of exercise on mental health in a positive way. We gave a shout out to Brezzy, the rubber bandits, you know, for mm. really pushing us forward mm. as a nation in that way. And uh, we've talked about nutrition, but now I want to talk about creativity and passion which mm. is i suppose as <clears throat> you can see my guitar in the corner there i mean i'm i strum away and i've murdered heroes or ghosts more <laughs> times than i care to imagine <laughs> however i have never felt more i've never felt happier than when i was banging out that tune and so what i'm talk, what i want to talk to you now about is the writing process and sure. i mean you did go into it a little bit in terms of writing stuff in your notes and writing it down and coming yeah. up with a song but I really want to get into that now in terms sure. of wellness. Absolutely, you know I mean? yeah, of course. So, I mean, you have been blessed to be, you know, at the top of the Irish music scene for 10 years now. So mm. what would you say in terms of your creative process? How has that impacted your self-esteem and your ability to be well? Oh, yeah, it's essential. It's absolutely essential. Like, it, the, I suppose, even though I probably wouldn't like to admit it, the validation of even you saying that here's a ghost affected you that much yeah. is is validation for me it's you know and, and and that's and that's like okay well you know it's like that pat on the back like something that i've created has made a difference for someone same way as when people respond to your podcast you'd be like you know what it's it, huge it's it, it and, and it's what keeps you going it's what keeps you writing and what's you know and really it is what makes you happier you know gives you that satisfaction with your life is is because it's what I love doing. I love I love writing songs and I love playing music and, yeah. and, and being creative. And, and, you know, even if it's just two or three people who go, you know what, that really affected me and I love that song. Or mm. when we play a big show and people would sing the lyrics back to me, that that sort of validation is really what it's all about for me, yeah. you know. And that's, you know. it's I'm, I'm conscious that I don't want to be a super fan of this interview, even though yeah. I am. You know, <laughs> me and you are just too... Dublin blokes chatting about two dance, creative, two dance <laughs> in uh, Brighton Square talking about wellness. But what is it like? What was it like, you know, in at Longitude or at, yeah. I suppose, a couple of years ago, was my favourite gig of yours ever was at the uh, Kilmain and Gale. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that was a bit. What is it like to have 10, 15,000, 20, 30,000 people sing it back to you? It's, it's so hard to describe it's to, for me it's like a drug like we were talking about alcohol like i don't like drinking before shows before big shows because it clouds that buzz for me it's okay. so it just if anything gets in the way i don't need it like you know i'd rather be totally sober to enjoy that experience of people thousands of people singing your song back to you something that you've worked on and something that was so personal to you yeah and then you opened it up to people and all of a sudden it hit them and i found that the most effective songs that I've written are the ones that were really just for me. It wasn't like, you know, I'm thinking, what are they thinking? What, what I wonder what, you know, the Chronos fans want to hear or whatever yeah. and try and write a song. It's the ones where you're really honest with yourself and really just okay personal. They're the ones that end up connecting with people. People can see through the conceited, you know, the, the contrived, I mean, uh, you know, lyrics and stuff. 
if you're just honest with yourself, I've found anyway, and, and just really write from a very personal space. Yeah. I've always been very honest with my lyrics, and, and they're the ones that seem to affect and, and, and seem to connect, I suppose, with, with a lot I mean, more that's people. That's why we're sitting here now, yeah. now on this episode of the, of the podcast. Mm. Um, I love that, and it was a question I was going to come to. I, mm. I wondered how much of your creative process is for what is this going to sound like in a stadium as opposed yeah, to, no, no, no. I had the shittest summer. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. I had a very difficult life situation that I, yeah. I've come through now and I yeah. can see it with, you know, without blinkered eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would most of your music be the latter? Uh, yeah, 100%. Like, even a song, like you said, Here's Her Ghost, was early on when I was, when the band were, were just sort of taking off and I really had that ambition. I wanted us to be great. I wanted us to improve and, and I felt like we had it in us and we did this Battle of the Bands in UCD. Oh, yeah. There was only six bands in, in, in the competition and I thought we were great at the time. We had a few songs. We were getting a little bit of, of momentum going. Yeah. And we did the Battle of the Bands and became fourth out of six bands. And I was like, like these were just garage bands in college. I, I was, in my head, I was like, we're on the way. Like, we're on the way. Like, we're going to do it. Like, and I was like, we came fourth. Like, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. Mm. And our manager turned around to me and goes, yeah, but dang, like, that's just one man's mood today. Like, his opinion of 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 what what he's feeling and and you know don't let that break you down like that's just one man's mood like you know i was like right yeah and then i wrote here's a ghost that the the verses that day and we were in the studio working on the album there was a few songs where i was i thought they were really getting connecting like even mm -hmm. san diego song we played a few times live and i could see people coming in and it wasn't just like people bopping along like i could see connections being made like and that's when I wrote Here's a Ghost and it was about us improving and I, was, I, could, I could see something happening, you know, and I could see it. It's beginning to happen. Yeah, that's it, you know, and, 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 that's, and that's the way that song came about and it was real, started off in a place that was like, fucking hell, this is hard yeah. and, you know, it's not going to be easy and, you know, but th then they had that little bit of positivity as well, which I, I, I try and have even mm -hmm. in, in the sad songs, you know, mm -hmm. like, would have I I I I was never one for like totally depressing myself with lyrics, and I try and have that little angle of, but no, it's okay, you know. And even some of the other love songs, like someone else's hands, might be real sad, but it all has that little yeah. thing like it's okay, like you know. Yeah, I mean, I just you know I I mentioned Heroes of Ghosts and mm. the fact that I murdered it a few times. I love to sing it so much. It's I'm so passionate when I do sing it, but yeah. I love in terms of this well, this podcast that mm. that beautiful piece of writing came out of adversity definitely yeah 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 and, and i think most songs do like most most songs like it's much easier to write a song when you're not when you're feeling down than when you're feeling really really happy yeah you know it, it just do, doesn't really happen like, even san diego song which is a song about a party and about it came when you when I had the hungover fear, like, and it was like, and the lads were like, ah, oh, we're gonna do it again, we're gonna go out again. I was like, oh, God. Someone just put a beer in your hand yeah, and, and you could barely just, hold it. Like. Yeah, exactly, and you're just like, oh God. And, but it's about telling yourself that it's okay because, you know, this is the time in your life where you're a student and you're away on holidays and it's all right and we're all in this together and it doesn't matter, like, yeah. and, you know, don't overthink it, you know. So, as I said, yeah, 90% of, of, of our songs have come from when you know you're not feeling 100 percent and when you're feeling there's something bothering you you know as opposed to this is great isn't it everything's grand like you know. i know so what we're saying to people is be depressed if you want to be a musician you got to be as <laughs> depressed as possible for a short period of time bang out a couple of exactly. albums a couple and of become world famous yeah well it's just write it down people exactly it's just using those little moments I mean, even if you're the happiest most content person in the world and every, your life is good and you're aware and you have this awareness and stuff there's always, everyone has moments where they're feeling a bit down and it doesn't matter how successful or, as I say, aware of everything that we're talking yeah. about here, you know, there's always moments where you're feeling a bit, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's using those moments and that, uh, for me, that, like what we're saying about writing things down, being creative and writing songs Yeah, so it's all, all, everything we're talking about is kind of tying in now. Yeah, of course. Moment, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of beautifully coming around. Like, if you are feeling that way, guys, we, me and Danny want you to know, 
It's okay, isn't it? Absolutely, 100%. If you want to maximise it and use your creativity and you're into poetry, I mean, I interviewed, I interviewed Colin Keegan, who's a poet sure. from Condalkin, poet yeah. and writer from Condalkin, and we spoke a lot about this, you know, the viscerality of writing stuff down, mm. the impact on his mental health. Mm. He's a beautiful poet, and I highly uh, encourage people to listen back to Colin Keegan's episode or check him out. Um, so we're talking about, it's okay, first of all, to not be okay, but mm. if you have any way if you have in any way a creative streak yeah maximize on it absolutely yeah and it's it's it you can, give birth to something exactly and i've i've friends of mine who are like painters and they wouldn't be great painters, not professional by any mm. stretch of the imagination but if they're feeling a bit down they'll just lock themselves away do a painting or it can be like you say exercise we're feeling a bit down you know, that's when they work out best or when they yeah. play best and run fastest or whatever yeah. it is. You know, you, yeah. you can try and use it. Now, Brezzi's a great example of that as well. Mm. And all his Ironman stuff and, and all the physical stuff that he does that helps him. He's an animal. Yeah. and, and he, So he, again, uses, you know, the anxieties and different things to focus him in on, on, on doing, getting work done and, yeah. and, and, you know, achieving goals that he wants to do for his own physical. Yeah, I mean, without being super cliched about it, the darkest darkest before the dawn I yeah think. exactly yeah yeah. you know so mm. it's it's kind of it's nearly a window of opportunity wherein you can make a very shrewd decision that will mm. either keep you there or yeah. make you rise out of it and i believe i believe personally you know on my own musical path and my own wellness path mm. you know music and singing and writing Oh my God, it's just so impactful. Mm. But there is one, and, and this thing as well for you. I mean, and it's this like, is amazing for exactly, me. and it's it's as you said, if even if people aren't creative, it's it's when you're at that stage when you're feeling down, reaching out to someone else could help them. And and yeah. you know, so if you're feeling really down, amongst, like on yourself and and not feeling right mentally, whatever it might be. If you just reach out to someone and start communicating with someone, that could be helping them and not only yourself. And well, that's it. 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 And, and, and that's I'm so grateful to everybody who is listening and who has listened to the previous episodes. You know, thank you for reaching out and giving the amazing feedback because I'm talking to the front man of the Cronus, Danny O'Reilly, here about his creative process. But Danny just made a point here that, yes, this is a very much a creative process for me as well, whilst putting something out there that will positively impact people I'm not going to say similar to the way Heroes or Ghosts positively well, I mean, impacted me, but the yeah, dynamic is yeah. similar. Absolutely, and you it know? could. And it, who's to say that it won't affect people more so than that? Like, you know, it's, every, every person is different and what people look for yeah. is different out there. So it, as long as you're doing something that helps yourself and that could help other people, that's, that's brilliant. So fair play to you. Thanks, buddy. No Thanks for coming on. No so I, I won't take up too much more of your time, no but problem. I do, I really, there's one of your songs that, other than Heroes of Ghosts, that mm. had a massive impact on me. I mean, we're talking, your career has spanned now 10 years, next year, 10 mm. years, from San Diego song to Mark My Words, from Heroes of Ghosts to What I Love, you know, such great feedback from Decision Time. Oh, that was oh, a banger, yeah. man. Decision Time, <laughs> I love it. I still listen to it in the car on the yeah. way back from Gory this morning. Absolutely brilliant. It's just like that as well, yeah. you know, so, I mean, there is a common theme throughout a lot of your songs, which is, in my opinion, you've written them from the place that you described earlier. I never feel listening to any of your music that uh, he wrote that for the Three Arena or yeah, he yeah. wrote that for Today FM or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. I never feel that. So thanks for that. It's It makes listening to your music so much. What's the word? I suppose I can connect with it. As you Relatable, say, you can feel yeah, yeah. the connection yeah. from the crowd when a song is written from your yeah. art. They... Yeah. They fucking know it. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but it's it. funny, that's something that I realised very early on. Like, the more personal you are with it, the more honest you are, I always just said, I'll just put it out there in the lyrics. I remember even with San Diego song, our guitar player was a bit like, oh, we sleep all day, we drink all night, we don't want to write that. That's not that cool what to say that. Think? Yeah, exactly, what people think, you know? And I was like, but hold on a second, that's what we are doing. And, you know, we're having the crack. And, you know, let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat it and try and be cool and try and be something we're not. Let's just put it out there. like, And, and that was from an early stage. And another song on the first album called I Choose Love, which wasn't a single, but again, yeah. it was just really simple, honest that. lyrics, like right down, just not trying to be cool or yeah. not using mad imagery or anything. Just this it's is so what's going on, well. you know. And, and they were the songs that seemed to, connect to people you know so i always stuck to that, that yeah plan, guys you know. gotta check out i choose love it's a beautiful <laughs> love song because you gotta choose love over everything else right? that's it oh you knew it fair play yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the song i was gonna come to okay. i mentioned all those other songs because yeah. i wanted to kind of 
you know, mention a couple of songs from your early days which really impacted yeah. me and obviously the recent ones as well that have my head spinning when I'm driving in and out of work. But yeah. it, the one song that I think really matters the most in terms of wellness and in terms of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. I'm so interested to see what it is. I my God. Know. My God. Brilliant. Yeah. Great choice. You know Great what I mean? Choice. Yeah, yeah. So I have the lyrics here. I know you don't need me to show you the lyrics, but well, I, I think um, the reason why this song has impacted me so much is because it ex in my opinion of what it means for me and you may have been in a different place yourself it's not necessarily about the christian god as as we imagine for me it's just a higher power just something Absolutely. something that i can connect to that gives me peace yeah particularly when i'm far from alone in my disease my anxiety grows as the chemicals leave i love those first few lines and yeah. i'm gonna go through the lyrics a little bit sure. is that okay with you absolutely so Fair that would, i would have had a lot of well i've had loads of you describe being hung over that's mm. when you're like oh jesus that you was know, it the, the chemicals chem leave yeah that that's what it was mm. yeah mm. so that's why i connected so much with that because you know you get up to a certain height when you've had a few beers and you have all the the plans in the world everything's mm. going great and then oh my anxiety grows as the chemical leaves so the fear comes in mm. and you talk about fear has my fear has outgrown my courage with ease with ease and i certainly know certainly with brezzy and all mm. the work that he's done and you know in my own kind of battle with my mental health and stuff over mm. the years courage takes a backseat to fear all the time mm. you know yeah. so that that's why that's that line in particular is like yeah it just kicks it in the arse mm. and completely envelops me you know totally and a lot of people again that i talk to through the page um who and everybody has their own struggle with mental health like mm. that's why i talk about about it so openly it doesn't have to be clinical depression mm. it can just be oh i'm feeling shit today yeah what can I do to sort it out? You know, yeah. um, there's many a man. Or, sorry, I know that in time this fear will pass. That's a difficult thing to know, and I'm constantly telling myself and other people this too shall pass. Well, exactly, yeah, and that that that's with that that line is that me trying to convince myself, yeah, yeah. even though you're 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 like, oh, no, it will pass. But it sometimes that's not good enough. Like you know, yeah. even though you know, as you say, you know, you're just on over. You know, the anxiety is more, and you're you're mm. you're feeling a bit stressed, but it doesn't make it go away. You know. Yeah. So that's me trying to convince myself. Like, yeah, no, yeah. it'll pass. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that line speaks to me in terms of even if I haven't had a few drinks the previous night, it's just you just have a shit day or you mm. have a bad day at work or you have a fight with your partner or your family or your friends, whatever, and trying to convince yourself that, like, and I can hear it when you're singing it mm. as well, you're definitely trying to convince yourself that you're not quite sure, mm. you know, so there has to be something else and there's many a man worse off than I am but my, night, my nightmare decides how long it will last until then I'll ask my God to keep me safe you know, I feel like I'm going to start singing any second. <laughs> you know? My God, to keep me, to make me brave. My God, to wash away the remains of my disgrace. So I just wanted to give the listeners a kind of a breakdown of a couple of the lines from that course, song. Yeah. And, you're, and you're bang on, you know, I'm not a, a religious man um, oh, okay. at all, really. I mean, I was brought up Christian. We went to as church. We but Yeah, of course, Catholic. But it, the last few years i'd say i've drifted from the church but you're dead right it's a higher power i do believe in something up there i do believe in god i do pray now and again i, I don't know what religion i am but you know I think I, do I, man. yeah but so i think i have that sort of you know uh yeah what's the it's not atheist what's the word uh, agnostic agnostic yeah, yeah, that yeah. you know we definitely believe in something and I believe that there is something up there and that higher power, as you say, and that's exactly what this is. So whatever it is, yeah. my God, whatever it is to you, that's... And that's, do, you, that's do you love singing it live? Yeah, I don't get to sing it live that often. You don't play no. that much, do you? Not, not too much, but uh, it is one of those songs that it's affected people. And it's funny, like, sometimes when you write a song at the time, so that was probably four or five years ago, yeah. so nearly now... Close to your record, wasn't it? Yeah, close to you, yeah. So even now, looking back at it, I'm nearly more proud of it now. This is all the stuff we've sort of been talking about in the last few days. It's like, yeah, no, that's... Or the last, last few minutes. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, yeah, that's sort of important nearly, you know? And it's cool. Because at the time, I probably just wrote it, another song. And, you know, it's, <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, and it, uh, but it's cool, you know? As I said, the same as when people sing your song back to you, when someone spot something in a lyric and get something out of it that's it's very you know validating it's well cool. it's a beautiful thing and I it's a really good point you make like you banged that song out whatever six years ago before you released mm. Closer to You record mm. and now we're sitting here talking about it the impact that it's had on me we spoke mm. about the impact that Heroes of Ghosts have had mm. on me and many different 
um, songs that you guys have written that you've written um, and also I, I just love that you mentioned the impact that this podcast might be having on other people absolutely you know, I haven't really thought about it that much because yeah. I've been so preoccupied with talking to people who are inspiring me so much you know mm. and you're of course one of those guys you know? <laughs> thanks a million but it's the same and it works down and then hopefully you'll inspire people not only to 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 get in contact with you and, and help themselves but then you're spreading that you know compassion and they might That's go it. and you know they might go you know love listening to that podcast it's great i'm going to go out and be proactive and, and spread that you know yeah theme of compassion around you know yeah. and that, and that. so it's cool and and to to be a part of that, I'm I'm delighted to be here, and, and you should be proud of yourself. So that's man, great. I'm so I'm so pleased that you um agreed to come on when I stalked you in the Delighted to be here. I mean, it's it's a very visceral thing for me to be able to have the courage. I suppose. I mean, it's not just because you're Danny O'Reilly, meeting with the Quran, is that it will be anybody that I'm inspired by, and to actually just have the balls to walk up and say, yeah, sorry to interrupt your your burrito there when you come on my podcast mm. you know to, to do that I would encourage anybody if you are inspired by somebody and you want to talk to them ask them can you talk to them 100% <laughs> you yeah. know because yeah. obviously you might catch someone on a bad day I mean that's yeah. just the way it goes you know yeah. we can't talk to everybody all the time but guys if you are listening to this which I hope you are if you're hearing my voice now they're listening actually aren't they? of course see okay. I'm still figuring all this out <laughs> but you're listening to this guys if there are people you are inspired by reach out to them you know if I'm one of those people I'd be so blessed if you reach out to me because as Danny just rightly said we got to spread the compassion a bit more we got to spread the message that everything is okay we got to spread the message about using creativity as a way to channel your soul and feel better about yourself so on that note I want to just give a huge thank you to Danny O'Reilly for coming on to the podcast. Um, it was a bit different to what you're normally used to. Absolutely. Was it? A lovely way to spend the Monday morning. Thank you very much, Danny, for having me. And honest to God, fair play to you for this work. It's, it's brilliant and it's, it's very important. And I hope I hope you, you, know, you reach out to a lot of people and I hope they reach back out to you. Thank you so much, Danny. Appreciate. If people want to listen to your music, what's the best way for them to uh, um, check it out? The Corona's up now. I mean, all our stuff is up on iTunes. We're going to have a new album out by the end of the year. So keep an eye, or early next year, I think. So keep an eye out for that. But uh yeah, Cronus.net is where you can find all the info. And you're excited about the uh, two solo shows in the Olympia? Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Christmas gigs in the Olympia, it's amazing. Can't beat it. I know, and we're going to be doing a big show net next year as well, when the new album comes out. So. Yeah, we're still getting away with it. It's great fun. Good job. Well, thanks a million for inspiring me every day, Danny. You're a legend. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. Good to meet you, bud. I'm far from alone In my disease My anxiety grows As the chemicals leave my fears outgrown, my courage with ease, with ease. And I know that in time this fear will pass. There's many men worse off than I am. But my nightmare decides how long it will last. Until then I'll ask my God to keep me safe. And my God to make me brave. And my God to wash the remains of my disgrace My God will keep me warm And my God will fight my war And my God will not ignore All the struggle with myself anymore Ask of such things, I come crawling along only when I'm in need. But I swear from now on, I'll be better, you'll see. I, ah, you'll see. Cause though I'm not really sure what exactly you are, your existence is proved in our journey so far. And the fact I confuse faith, luck, and design, I'll still cry. My God, please. Be safe, my God, please make me brave, my God, please wash away the remains of my disgrace. My God will keep me warm, and my God will fight my war, and my God will not ignore all the struggle with myself anymore.
my disease, my anxiety grows as the chemicals leave. My fear is outgrown, my courage with ease, with ease. My God has kept me safe, and my God has made me brave, and my God has washed away the remains of my.